Yeah, how about that, huh? So that was uh, Bill Withers' Harlem. Great tune. And I threw, uh, I threw a little Beck in there. Fucking with my head. So yeah, so it was an exciting weekend. I had such a good time. So Paul, I don't know what he did. I wasn't paying too much attention. By the time I got back from, it was maybe 20 minutes it took me maybe to go and get the stuff. Came back, he had the bike apart, what he needed to fix. It was ready to go. He JB welded it, let it set as he was fixing the rear so that the tire wouldn't slide anymore. The man's a genius. Side of the road, quick, in, bam. I mean, he was done in 10, 15 minutes. We were back on the road. In the meantime, he'd gotten a text. <laughs> yeah, I had about a quart of oil, threw that in there. He'd gotten a text from a friend, and I guess she lived up the road. And not even two minutes after I got to back to the uh, back to the bike, she pulls up. She's got <laughs> she's got turkey breast sliced in a bag. It must have been about two pounds, three pounds, <coughs> and uh, and some chocolate, some uh, bark, peppermint bark. I don't know what to call it. It's delicious, sweet lady Trudy. Yeah, Paul's just he's got connections and uh. Yeah, put a quart of oil in it, started it up. Not a drop. It looked like his chain actually swung around and, and caught the drain plug, and I think it whacked and cracked the case. Yeah, and he fixed that on the side of the road and got going on the bike that he'd already done 4,700 miles crossing the country in the dirt <laughs> on fire roads. <laughs> He's a badass in his own right. So, yeah, so it was a great weekend. Back to the party. Ran into Wild Bill and uh, our old friend Steve. They were there with uh, Bill's son, Wyatt, and a good crowd of, I would say, 300-plus people, all being very uh, mellow. <laughs> they weren't being, no, I mean, there was a band going on. You know, everybody's everybody's seeing people they haven't seen in a long time. You know, there's bikes parked up and down the street. And there's a lot of a lot of milling, you know, going around, but it wasn't crazy, crazy, you know. It wasn't like somebody was gonna die, you know, like somebody gets stabbed or that kind of crazy shit. Nobody was fighting. Everybody was cool. Everybody was smiling. Everybody was just having a great time. It was a fantastic party, and got the uh, the awards handed out to all the boys that did their jobs. And uh, uh, once again, just total respect to these guys. The, the bikes they made and to go that kind of distance, and you know, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, and they're up. I mean few of them they were up all night working on the bike and they they pushed it over from their shop <laughs> with no sleep <laughs> and then went on the ride and it uh, took us a while to get up there you know with the last uh even before we hit the dirt it was dark so yeah once we hit the dirt it's a path i don't know maybe 20 feet wide in some spots with some ruts you know rain ruts and there was a good patch of mud that was probably about 20 feet long and there was standing water you know it's uh you had to pick your line real clean and do your best um, but yeah, it's, it was just, it was just an impressive, you know, and then once we did get to the campground, I actually met a young lady that, that was on the ride with us. She was from, uh, KQED or NPR and she was recording the whole thing and she's going to be doing a report on it, which is something to look forward to. Tiffany, sweet woman, a great rider. She was a badass. They were all badasses. It was just, you know, and, and just meeting those people that morning and them, like, warming up to me the way they did, it was just, it was just, it was cool, man. You know, sitting around the campfire talking shit is always fun. But, it's, you know, it's a little iffy when you're, uh, when you're the outsider. And uh, I was totally comfortable with these folk. It was, I was doing my thing. So, we had a good weekend. Um, 
Bill's uh, Billy's uh, morning loss. He did have a friend that was involved in that fire, so he's uh, he's in his, he's doing his thing as well. He needs to do his thing. Um, yeah, and nothing nothing really coming up other than that. Um, yeah, Paul does have uh, have some ideas about changing up the dirt bag next year. Um, you should be there. If you weren't there this year, go next year. Um, look into it. There's some movies out on the internet, I'm sure. Um, the Rattler, Dirtbag, uh, what well was Dirtbag was the first one, I believe. And then the, Ra- the Return of the Rattler, Dirtbag 2, which I saw, which is a great movie. It'll make you want to build a chopper and, like, do this thing. It's just I've already looked into getting a bike. <laughs> I lined up a bike. So now I just need to find a work spot for it and uh, get the thing running and then figure out what I want to do to it. And I'm I'm not even thinking for the dirt bag. I'm thinking for cruising around town. It should be just, you know, I'm thinking it'll be cool. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, if anybody's got some space they want to let me uh, <laughs> do some work in, <laughs> give me a holler. That'd be fantastic. I can get the work done. I just, uh, I just need a spot. And I'm hoping it won't take that long because I want to get that thing on the road. What else happened? Can't say the drive back, breaking down the party. The party was insane. It was just, it was such a good time. The punk bands were killer. And then they did burn the tires off a couple bikes on private property, of course, Um, which was, which was impressive. It was really freaking cool. It was badass. You know, smoking out the street and there was just chunks of rubber everywhere. You know, it it was just cool, man. You know, it got the crowd going. Everybody was into it. It was a fun, fun time, man. So... Hopefully we'll be doing that again next year, somehow, some way, somewhere. Uh, of course, up to Paul. We'll see where he goes with it. Uh, I'm not gonna bother you anymore. I'm gonna put on some music. How about some? Uh, I believe this was recorded live in Australia. Shout! Twenty little words. I'll 
Yes, friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and lace champagne tickles my nose. And I love to peek outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, he's Carl. We watch a full night movie on YouTube. Perhaps you know us by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can use that to find us on your favorite podcast uh, applications. You can find us at meetmeradio.fm where we stream live every Tuesday, p.m., uh, Sunday's Pacific Standard Time, courtesy of Manager Pam Benjamin, big woot woot, Pam Benjamin. Uh, you can go ahead and donate money to the station, courtesy of Venmo at mutinyradio. Uh, Mutiny Radio. That's what it is on Venmo. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Yeah, you're right. We are watching The Salvation Hunters. The Salvation Hunters. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. It's 1925, and you will come to a channel okay. called The First Movie. Doesn't sound promising, but okay. Uh, I did that and I hit pause, so I have this movie uh, queued up on zero zero zero. Excuse me. Buffer, uh, buffer. Carl. Yeah, so we are going to want you to do the same, and we are going to have a countdown. Uh, we're very uh, pleased to have during these times the man himself, the countdown king, the maestro, descending numerals, Mister Three, Two, One. Let's ready to Brumbaugh. Give it up for Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. Yay. Hey, guys, it's great to be here in quarantine with y'all. Yes, how's it going? Happy quarantine. Happy quarantine from the three corners of the earth. I know there's more corners, but we won't go there. All right, you guys. You know it. Let's do it. Um, after you wash your hands, you put your hands on that little mouse, <laughs> and you know the drill. Let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. That's right. Von Steinberg, dedicated to the derelict of Earth. The derelict. Yeah, it's pronounced. It's pronounced Earth. But I'm fine. Thank you, Paul. Cool. Paul, you're hanging out with us, right? You're you're here for the whole show. As our I'm going to hang out for as much as I can. <laughs> Just the whole thing. You can this do movie the whole is thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's only 108 movie, minutes. Right? Yeah. 147 It's Olaf Putin's uh, best work, let alone Otto. Sure. I don't want to call him Joseph von Sternberg, you know, because he made up the Vaughn. Right, but that's his uh, stage name. Now, you just saw three of his films, right? What'd you think? Yeah, so Criterion Collection released last year the silent pictures of Joseph von Sternberg, and I caught it right before the library closed, and I just watched all three. So I watched Underworld, which is fantastic. It was right after this movie. 
and he did a film about the Russian Revolution and about a film shooting a film about the Russian Revolution called The Last Command, where an actual Russian czar from uh, 1819 is in this 25, uh, 1925 film production, and he's right. saying flashbacks. It's pretty cool. And then the last film was called The Docks of New York, which was basically a Popeye adventure where uh, this mean guy, Bill, uh, kicked ass. And he's kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, his films are good. But this one was all in the documentary supplement, The Thought, that this film is not about a subject, but it's about a concept, The Thought. And I said, my God, this film sounds so bad. Let's watch it. Okay, so now we open up uh, at the harbor. And this is where the dredge is. This is where the mud of the earth is. Uh, well, at least we're not uh, watching. Uh, we're watching a film to kind of sweep away the drudgery of our life. That's not so bad, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I got to see literal drudgery. I got PlayStation. PlayStation. Give it up for, I have two PlayStations, man. Three and four is functional. I've been going back and forth. I have. Um, I have Tetris. I have uh, a, I have a sex slave in the basement. I have shoots and ladders. Lots of things to keep me entertained. Get out of here! Shoots and ladders and Tetris. Yeah, and I have Risk and Monopoly, but Monopoly just makes the family fight. Yeah. Oh, you you, you well, duplicated something. You already, you already said Risk in a in a hostage in the in the basement, so. <laughs> Oh, she's no hostage. She's a uh, sex slave, but, uh, you know, I also – never mind her. I also have a pinball machine to keep me interested in things. I got uh, oh gay roof. We have air hockey. You do not have a – do you have a pinball machine? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we believe the sex slave without the pinball machine. There wasn't I'll enough. Trade you, I'll trade you a, a, a jukebox for a pinball machine. As if I needed a jukebox. There wasn't room enough in the That's game, room, right? So I put the pinball machine on my elevator and I took it to the third floor. You took your elevator. And that's yeah. where we have like a parlor. How difficult was it to get your pinball machine into your elevator? Uh, it was $400. That's how difficult. Uh, they did a good job, those guys. Fast <laughs> <laughs> is right. You called up fast grab it. Okay, now this. I need to get my football machine. Yeah. Okay, you see him walking. All right, through. go ahead. Okay, that's the boy. Yeah. And he is our first, and he's pretty much the star of the film. Now this guy, he wanted to have a star, a vehicle, so that he could show people that he was an actor, uh, and so he paid his own money. For von Starnberg to make this film. So this is the first shopping mall acting school scam in, in American history. Mm -hmm. Now look, look, it says the boy believed he was a failure because he was a coward. Okay, that plays into the plot. He's got to overcome that. Yeah, he looks kind of chicken. Now, here the director uh, hits us over the head with the theme of the film. It is... He believes there are children of the mud in this world and children of the sun, okay? And he thinks he's in the middle. Okay. Like he can get to the sun. Even though he is in the mud, he can get to the sun. Now, the dredge in this film, and you guys already yes. know this. It, okay, it takes the mud out of the – under the river, and it puts it in the sun to dry. See? Children of the mud could become children of the sun. It's all up to you. 
this director claimed. And then they take that sun-dried mud and they sell it. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Pull yourself like up by mud. straps. The mud straps. Wow. Drudgery, mud straps. I didn't know this all connected to some fucking weird shit. Woohoo! It's his first it's film, big, first director that, you know, he's ever done. The guy came to him and he wanted to do a comedy. Uh, and it was called Bugs. Let me see what it was called. And then he said, <laughs> My wacky mud event. Liar! Liar! Funny mud. And he, Von uh, Sternberg said, let's do this instead. And the guy just wanted himself on film, so he said, okay. Yeah, all right. You do have a Von in your name. No help. Ooh, no help wanted. I'm here for the no help that's wanted. I'm here for no help. Uh, okay, now. Uh, in his dreams, he didn't walk alone. So here is the girl, okay? Yes. Reggie picked her up out of the mud, and she's bitter. She's bitter. She hates life. She hates this world. She hates being in the mud. She thinks it's all crap, and that needs to change in her. This is the only time we're going to see this cat. Does the, I'm checking does the cat die dot com and uh, <laughs> doesn't look good. Um, we will see the cat one time when the cat is trapped in a box. They let him out. And they consider it an omen that they must leave the mud. You'll see. <laughs> if you open a box and a cat came out, the first thing you say is, this is an omen, I must leave the mud. Leave the mud. <laughs> leave the mud. You saw it, the cat was in the box, it got out, we gotta leave the mud. It's so odd. I would be like, who the fuck's putting cats in boxes? That was pretty normal in 1925. Here's a box. Oh, I hope it's a possum or a cat in there. Now, it's a cat. My lucky day. Oh, we got to go. <laughs> it was a possum. Okay, now, that is not Paul Brumba. That is a guy called The Brute. And The Brute is the heavy and one of the reasons they leave the mud. Now, here comes something for no reason. For no reason. He can't read Chinese. So like a dope, he scratches his head. He doesn't know what to order. <laughs> it all looks so good. Right. Just order by the numbers. You know what? I'll tell you what, chef special, huh? Whatever you, whatever you recommend. That'd be great. Thank you. I'll be back. Now, we walk away from that sign, and that's it for the whole film. It has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't make sense why they... Okay, look. What's at the top? What do you see at the top, Paul? Help wanted, yeah. This is his big chance. <laughs> Just like a Kafka novel, he's going to climb to the top to get his help. The, the ladder, the ladder. There it is, you guys. I wondered where it was. I never knew where it was. That it was the ladder of success. <laughs> right, it was by the docks all along. I remember walking yeah. past that ladder when I was walking past the docks, and I said, oh, there's a former there. It was only years later I realized <laughs> it was not the former. It was the latter. It was not the former. It was the latter. It was not the former, but the latter. That's a brilliant joke. I stepped all over it. 
Now, Kafka books always has the guy working hard towards the goal, hard towards the goal, hard towards the goal, and then the end, it all gets crapped on. And it did, all his hard work is for nothing. So that's what I think of when he goes up the ladder. Okay, now here's yeah, the... I think of like some movie. He probably said, you know it would be great if I shot a movie where this symbolizes employment opportunity. <laughs> so hitting it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now look, the brute's being nice to the girl, right? Giving her a cigarette. What's he up to? Look at Got his grip on her. Look at his hands. But we watched this uh, with my my wife and I'm looking at these Griffin. I, I thought he was the brute, not the creeper. Now, what is he? He's really not a creeper. He made a pass at a woman. He got rejected and he leaves. Right? He really didn't break any rules. Yeah. He shouldn't have touched her. How about that? Why shouldn't he? She would have been thrown out of comedy if it was nowadays. That's right. My wife, my wife mentions he pulls a cigarette out of his pocket and she smokes it. Yeah. That's not phallic. Pretty, is that what you think? Uh, no, I think it's pretty un- uh, hygienic, but, you know. <laughs> And they must be sturdy cigarettes because usually they break in my pocket. Okay, now the brute came up to the girl, tried to sleep with her. The girl said, forget it, bub, and he left. So who should come along but the right. boy? And we're going to see like kind of the opposite of the brute. Was this scandalous in 1925? I don't know. You or were talking about how people rioted, and I read that too. But there was nothing. What is scandalous? No, I guess, I guess uh, yeah, I nothing was really. They still want to. I still want to say things that I've said before when I watched the beginning of this movie one time. Well, you should if they were good. Just don't mention your erector set. <laughs> and what is it? Good, yeah, that's don't... the right answer, girl. That's the right answer. Now she's not. A oh, good this girl. scene was controversial because it shaves all the women in the theater smoking cigarettes. That's valuable business. So what that scene was supposed to say is the 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 sun has met the mud, right? And the sun believes in the mud that it right. can come out into the sun. And the mud does not believe that. But he just lets the mud believe what it can. Okay, now here's the child, the child, not the boy. Not the boy. Well, that's confusing. We already had a boy who's an adult. Right. The child innocent, and the world is fresh and new right. for the child. So therefore, the child sees the optimum is it in it. He hasn't tried things and been beaten down before. That's going to inspire the – child. The child looks really familiar. Oh, shit, that's my kid. Holy cow. I'm looking for him. Been at the docks, hanging out with derelicts. When was this filmed? Because if this was on one of my visitation rights days. <laughs> it was 1925. Check the ledger. Yeah, I'm calling the judge. I will have my lawyer call the judge. Listen, back in 1925, it was just uh, your He absolutely littered. Uh, we all did. Well, that's pretty quick. Oh, the drudgery. If I ever do a time travel oh. movie, 
I'm definitely having going him back going back to the time of smoking when smoking was everywhere on airplanes and office buildings. Yeah. You people, you just throw it on the ground. Well, you have like there's matches in this movie where they light them on the they they strike the match on the, off the wall, uh-huh. you know. That's cool. Back then, yeah. you could like strike matches off the wall. Yeah, right. You could do it off a dude's forehead. Yeah, I know. Now your boss gets pissed. Yeah, now you're what a world. Yeah. You're like boss here. Take this. What a matchbook. Yes, please hold the striker <laughs> by your forehead. What? Just for a second. Yeah, just you know, one time I uh, I stuck matches in my boss's shoe and I lit it on fire and he just did not appreciate it. Yeah. Didn't find the humor in it. I know. In the eighties, you could you just can't do a hot foot nowadays. You can't do a hot foot anymore. On you know, the yard. Okay, so look what the brood is doing. I can hardly watch because I've seen this so many times. It's just beating up a kid, Carl. Oh, it's awful. But the boy doesn't do anything, and that makes the girl pissed off. Coward! You coward! The boy being the young man. Coward. Dude, you just got to accept it. That's the boy, that's the girl, and that's the child. Like Adam and Eve and uh, Adam Jr. So what's he doing, Mike? He's just choking a child. Have you seen that back in 1924? What's the boy doing? 25. What's the boy doing? (laughs) He abducts a child. Abducts. So he saves the (laughs) child, but he doesn't beat the guy. You see? He's not over his coward all the way yet. Not by a long shot. Oh, yeah, but here comes the guy. Give me back that child. I wasn't done strangling him. It's true, mister. He was only two-thirds into strangling me. Now, the mud girl, right? She she is going to be amused at what happens to the brute, right? But So she's going to laugh, and she's going to enjoy her life for two seconds. And then she's going to realize she's enjoying herself and cut it out. As, as the goth code goes. Right. You can't smile when you're goth. Goes. Oh, Buster Brown. This would be perfect for, like, goth preteens to watch. They would absolutely admire her. They would, they would adore this movie, The Salvation Hunters. Nope. Look what happens to the brood. He's getting all yucked up with the wet mud. Yeah. Here's mud in your eye. Mud, mud, mud. Well, it was that was mud was on the thigh. Here's mud in your thigh. <laughs> now watch, she's gonna be amused by him getting his. She looks up at the people in the control tower. See him? Right. Yes. She's like yes. Now she can't smile. Dumping on him. They swing the dredge over. Oh, so she gives him the okay, and the the station guys do it. Well, I'm not sure. It's implied, but did she really? I'm not sure. Now, Carl researches these movies for us by watching them numerous times. How many times have you seen The Salvation Hunter so far? This is five, and if you count that time, it's like five and a half. I do. Watch, watch, yeah. watch. She's all muddy. 
<laughs> he loves it. And then she goes, wait a minute, I'm emo. Yeah, right. I got the, the Stacy guys are looking at me. Hold on, I'm goth. I'm goth. I better pull it together here. I can't tell if there's mud or crap in my pants. Thanks. <laughs> well, I would take good money to get mud poured on me. Where's the mud? Okay, now, the child is freed and brought to the girl. It isn't brought back to the girl, right? It, she, it wasn't the girl's. They're starting to form a family unit here without knowing that. The Holy Trinity. That's it's, uh, a strong analogy, Mike. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's nacho cheese, cool ranch, and flaming hot. Right, the Holy Trinity. Exactly. It's the nuclear family, but it's important that they're not related. They're people in the mud helping each other out. I, I remember the sitcom based on this movie, Stuck in the Mud. It was adorable. <laughs> you <laughs> take, one you take one the step. badge, you have the mud and sun, and then you're glad. What, what, what was they it? say life is like mud. As mud people, as sun people, as fun people. <laughs> it's just the muds of life. <laughs> so the boy now streaming. Hey girl, why don't we get out of the mud? And she goes, where, where? There's mud everywhere. And he goes, Nah, it can't be that there's mud everywhere. Come on, girl, what do you say? You, me, and the kid. <laughs> That's what. He He's acting. Of course, it's a silent movie, but, you know. So she rejects them, but wait, they hear something in the box. Oh, the aforementioned cat. I didn't mention four cats. Just the one cat. Well, I aforementioned uh, several times. Oh, that's I forgot that you did. What do you hear, kid? Ooh. Possum. I hope it's a possum. Get your fat butt up, lady. Okay, is it going to be wow, someone a cat? What do you bet, Paul? Possum or cat? Possum. <laughs> That's impossible. <Yeah. laughs> okay, open. That, that me. Oh, it's a, not a possum. The black cat who was trapped in the box. Oh, it was an evil spirit. Leave the dread. Must leave the there dread. is your soul. What loud? These placards, man. You go to a silent movie, you just want to see someone sneeze and someone dance. Yeah. And then, like, the placard, true love. I know. I this know. I all... Going to the movies, and they didn't have the placards. They had the black cards, you know, clubs and spades. Oh, and the playing deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, like... No, I don't know the... What are those, those title cards called? Title cards? Uh, that was their title. <laughs> okay, now, what's happened? The director should have had us. Boom, we're on our way, right? They just right. had their inciting incident. Let's get out of the mud. Let's leave this place. So, let's go. What's going on? Why are we stalling? 
We're waiting for the guy who's trying to suffocate a cat. Okay, so Emo's thinking it over. <laughs> Where's the possum? <laughs> I was and the so possum. they move. And so they move. Perhaps in the wrong direction. Hmm? All right, well. They're very excited. To the perfect place. The perfect place. Out of the mud they come. <laughs> Edgerisa, the thing of the past. Now look how they're getting in a boat. What is this crap? He owns a boat? It's not even their boat. They just stole, stole a boat. Was it? They must be boats floating around back then. Now this, his movie docks in New York and Underworld. It always makes me think that this movie takes place in New York Harbor. Are they boat people? They're not Vietnamese boat people. Okay, now, no. the director says they left the mud to go to the sun, but look at their sun. It's pretty muddy, pretty crappy. This is California? Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was New York, like he was shooting a film in New York Harbor. It looks – well, okay, let's see here. Uh, it's San Pedro, Chinatown, San Fernando Valley, and Grand Arthur Studios. So that's all Los Angeles kind of area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you see, these are bums. <clears throat> to us, they might look like, oh, he's an aristocrat. No, no, no. These are the bums. Huh. Was he allowed to shoot bums back then? Well, I don't know about allowed, but he wasn't arrested. <laughs> and interested in salvation hunters. This movie bombed on the night. Bombed. People walked out of the really. Movie. The actors walked out. He was. It was a horrible embarrassment for everybody. They're all silent actors, though. They just they just demoted when they left. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, this is rugged ruffians, right? One right. of them is a pimp, and uh, he's found a young girl in the city. You know what I mean? Like obviously in distress. Right, fresh off the boat. Now the I other guess, yeah. one is like a just a thug who's there for show, and we'll never see him again in the film. So that's the pimp right there? Yeah, that's the pimp, and he's buying a lady. Fresh meat for him to psychologically manipulate. Well, all they're doing is hanging around. Yep. Free sussing him out, that's... sussing him out. Now, is this like a block inside a city block? Yeah. It's a so the alley. by, and he goes, Hey! Do you need a place to stay, my friend? <laughs> oh, that was, wasn't so bad. Did that quite, did that quite well. So, uh, Vaughn Sternberg, right? 
he had a failure at the box office and he wasn't even a director. He wasn't even a real guy. You know what I mean? So he took the film to Charlie Chaplin's house and he snuck it into the house. I I don't want to oversell it like sneaky. He put it with the, the, the packages that were coming to the house and left. And so it got into Charlie Chaplin's house. And one day Charlie Chaplin was walking around, you know, that walkie walkie, you know, thing he used to do that waddle walk. I can see it right now. Yeah, I can vision right now. And he was spinning an umbrella. So anyway, <laughs> happens upon him. Twisting his mustache. And he said, "This is an Amazon Prime." Right. Yeah. Right. He's like, "This is in my uh, in my basket." Did I play it? So. Well, he had a studio, right? He could play a projector, at screening room. He was a movie star. So he, he finds a yeah. film and he goes, hey, Gads, what's this, eh? And he goes to his projector and says, go ahead, spin it, let's see. And they, he watched this film and he loved it. He fell in love with it. Now, he's bringing them to it's an apartment just out of the goodness of their heart. Here's a place for you nice folks to stay. And look, that's one of his girls. Oh, he's get her back in the room. It's telling you, man, Rambo Last Blood, he went into one of these uh, hotels and killed all the pimps. Did you see how she, he, like, pushed her in that room? Let me tell you something, both yeah. of you guys, Paul, you too. I am always very nice to the help. Oh, yeah, you don't push him into the back. Yeah. It goes a long way. <laughs> I just I think- got a notification after not to break from our subject of this great movie, but I just got notification that uh, there's a new The Edge of Insanity on Facebook. The difference between me and them is uh, they have three extra points after their name. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> Doggy dog world. Shut <laughs> down. Shut, Shut up down. down, Paul. Oh, oh my God. Talk him down, Paul. Talk off the edge. My Talk name. So they have this good fortune of finding a place, but it comes at the, the help of a pimp, even though they have no idea that he's a pimp. And if you were watching this film in our day and age, you wouldn't either because they never have him do anything. It's like an unwritten right. rule of the 20s. We know it's a you don't got to put it in our face and be improper. Right. We're all wearing suits. We're all gentlemen here. That's right. He doesn't, like, take money. and he, They don't show us the scene where he takes money and sells a girl. You know, they don't show it. But we all know it. <laughs> well, this is not good. This movie's gone bad. I'm concerned. They're better off in the mud. <laughs> well, the thing is, the pimp doesn't get his way. So that's not as bad. Right. The sun wins in this. Oh. See, look at this. Yeah, strike a match. Yeah. Know. Just light it off your boss's forehead. It's no problem. 
How is the papers working? Flick. Light this cigar. <laughs> That's so rude. You should light my cigar first. Sorry, boss. Say, Bugsy, how about you leave a guy's cigar hanging here? Here you go. Sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. Okay, now, I'm not sure what's going on. It's like, he's, the pimp is telling the prostitute, like, don't give me any shit. I'm obviously trying to recruit some new people. Don't fuck up. So I, I have a joke, uh, it's a corona joke. Okay. It's an impression. It's my impression of the uh, Newsy announcing the coronavirus. The, uh, extra, yeah. extra, last, last Newsy announces headline. <laughs> They're out of there. There's no point. Get out. Stay home. You could do that without corona. Oh, yeah? Maybe I should. <laughs> People listen. Yeah, get that, that joke. You could say. All right. Well, I always do it on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I always have to stop and read. Well, I'm confused. The child and the boy throws me off. Basically, what this is saying is that okay, we've got shelter. That's good, but that's not enough for people. We are starving. Right. Well, he's pacing back and forth. That's more exercise than I've done in this week. <laughs> I in the beginning, um, Paul was saying that he was coming from the three corners of the world, or shouting out to him, and I was—he's clearly a, a triangle earther. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not a flat earther. Oh, there's a child on this bed all along. Right. Now look at that cute kid. She will try hard not to fall in love with that boy because she's all emo. He's all gawk. But but it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Don't smile. Stay gawk. Well, I think gawk. he's sick. Uh, I got to go. So he goes, good night. And he goes out to sleep in the hallway. Isn't that weird? No, it's the gentleman thing to do. It is. Not in this building. 25. I mean, if they were there and not married and in the same room, people would just assume they did it. Right. Especially with a child there. That's like a dead ringer. <laughs> if the child is there, they're definitely – that indicates people – Yeah, they definitely do it at QED. the math. You know, Telling I was thinking if talk an eight-year-old, right, if an eight-year-old is into kiddie porn, you what? know, I mean, I don't know. What? Terrible. Well, all right, so thanks. My corona joke wasn't the worst thing on this podcast. <laughs> but look, it's his contemporary. It's his contemporary. The girl is cool. Carl, yeah, crack a window, Carl. Get some air in that roof. <laughs> oh, boy. This film brings out a lot. Now, why are they salvation hunters? They just want to get away from the drudgery. Right, well, that's they're looking for salvation from the drudgery. 
by Frank Ocean. Ah. Pretty dull. They're hunting for it. This is a... Lots of hunting. around. Way colder. Colder. Warmer. Okay, now wait. Don't miss the drama. She is pissed off that he's out there trying to show that she's not a bad girl. She doesn't care what the... You know, don't try to help me. She's offended. She's offended. He's saying get a job. I know that's pretty bad. Here, here. So, oh, forget it. I'm going over to the tenth house. So he starts to sing the blues out there, and he's like, "Every morning she throws him in my face. She throws the one ads in my face. Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> yeah, that's the blues. So he was the creator of Sha Da Da, is what you're saying. <laughs> it's it's fun on spirit. In 50 years, he had an idea. He said, in 50 years, people will be nostalgic for 30 years from now. I wonder if he was, was a kid in a movie theater and he saw this, and so he went home and he was like, na 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 na. Hmm. Yeah, what was she trying Find to say? It. Now look, look. Find it. She can't help, right? It's pulling her heart. She's she's not really fighting it right now. You know what I mean? But like right. it's, it's a dent. A put a dent in the armor. Now we we assume the kid is a merchant. Is there going to be a scene where the parent shows up to the docks going, have you seen my kid? <laughs> the dredge right here. of the kid. Yeah. There we go. It's got to look for work again. Hope there's not ladders involved. Another ladder. Fuck this workshop. Oh, I thought in the oh. they'd have a few formers. Why can't they put the help water sign at the bottom rug of the ladder? Right, it would be the former. <laughs> Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking about the ladder. I didn't like that ladder. Is this like unemployed guy hangout? Damn it. Well, they, it's like looking for work. Come down here, fill out a paper. Right. Okay, now, she's not a very good woman's liver, but it's because it's 1925. Like, for instance, she was like, go save that kid from the brute. You're a coward. You're a coward. But she didn't do it. Mary's like, go get work. Now, look how cute the kid is being. She has to laugh. She has to laugh. No, don't don't crack. Don't, Don't say you're cool. Oh, uh, they're like a family. Well, that's what they're it, like. A family. Yeah. Now you saw when it began. Now we're in the middle. For the first time, she has some affection for that boy. That's not really true. She's there's there's been chinks in her armor. Oh, and the bouncing of that couch—that's probably foreshadowing. 
Why? He's gonna get humped. I've heard you <laughs> Okay, now here's Pimp, and he's trying to figure out how yeah. am I gonna get this girl? Like, I gotta get him desperate enough. How am I gonna get this girl? Are they drinking from the water? Uh, uh, there's a water fountain in the middle of the street. Yes. And Demon's California is strange. Now look, no, but it's interesting. That water fountain has other purposes too, including being a fire hydrant. There's like, you could shower a little bit, like under your arms and such, wash your face. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, you, you got to stand in the room. Yeah. Clean up your armpits. Right. Now, why do we see the dreads? Okay. Is it to remind us? And there's the bruise. I don't know why we see it. I kind of missed the dredge. I asked Joseph that a scene. So this isn't when he was Joseph von Sternberg. He was just Joseph Sternberg. Joey. Joey Sternberg from the neighborhood. But, he made a dumb choice. Why would he show us the dredge? So he was born in Vienna. They moved to New York like during the whole like Ellis Island thing. And then he moved back to Vienna. And then he moved back to New York, uh, New York After again. After success, he went back to Vienna. He yeah. Moved to New York and well, he, he was uh doing labor uh and then he bumped into someone he just had a chance to work in film. Uh let me try to figure that out. Was it Charlie Chaplin? How did he know Charlie Chaplin? No, he didn't at all. Was... He didn't at all. He took the film and he snuck it into Chaplin's house, hoping that Chaplin would see it and fall in love with it. And for some reason that's exactly what happened. These chaplains are fucking sadists. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Pretty awkward. At least they're six feet away. For some reason, I didn't print it out, but what happened is he was sort of a day laborer person, and he got the opportunity to be a day laborer for something that had to do with film. And he being around those sets day after day for uh, three months or something, he sort of wormed his way into doing a job. And that's how he started in pictures. Then this guy came to him out of the blue. Okay, so let's see. He had done something. Yeah, he was assistant director and writer for William Neal's movie By Divine Right, 1924. You saw that? No, I think they they talk a little bit about him getting into the film. Well, that assistant director thing was and writer thing was his only real credit, and this guy wanted to make a movie in which he was the star. So he came to Von, you know, who else is going to talk to him? Hollywood? No. Right. This was actually sort of one of the first independent films, although it was picked up and distributed by Paramount. It was one of... I I don't I strike that I'm not sure but I'm saying I'm not sure of the company but it got into the theaters you know so it was like one of the first right. independent films ever made huh, not much has changed okay the boy comes home and what does he say no job <clears throat> hmm no job eh? well if you if you want to get with me you better get a job. Yeah, that's right. I have to get a job? Fuck this. Okay, so he's going to go in to the uh, 
prostitutes. But what is she doing? She's spying. She's very, very in the new tenant. And he's watching that through a keyhole. Well, he just wanted to make sure he was right, that she was really listening. There we go. Open that door boldly. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was room 212. Now, I'm not sure why he's mad about that. Like, I'm not sure why he... I guess it's sort of like, don't mess this up for me. Something like that. Right. Now, you see, we never know that she's the prostitute, right? We never right. see a money transaction. We never see a pimp hand. We never see – well, we're seeing that now, I guess. We never see gentlemen, right? Right. So he's just a kind of annoying guy, basically. Oh, here we go. Here's dinner. A little stick for you. Single mint. He's One third mint. See that? Yeah, most people get a stick of double mint. He offered uh, two thirds of double mint. I, I think it's more turkey. Yeah. Oh, now look, uh, it's God's that, our home. Yes, but it's crooked. The sign. Yeah, the director's being real directory here. He's showing you these people aren't husband and wife and child from them. These are three strangers who are making the best. And it says our home because they're making that happen by a mistake almost, by happenstance. But it's a crooked sign. They're not there yet. Oh, and that was from 1925. That was a sign of their time. Uh, uh, that's true. That is true. Paul Brumba, this is a that's... dream. Paul, do not think this is reality. He's dreaming it. Are you sure? Well, I mean, the inter- I'm watching. I'm just they put it in the trailer, though, to make it look like part of the real uh, life. Yeah. I thought they were – it looked like, um, what's his name, Trudeau, going to a party in college. Well, there is blackface in this, yeah. Oh, is that – That's Trudeau's great-great-grandfather. Wait a second. I think those are African-Americans. I don't think it's – All right. Okay, sure. That sounds socially correct. Okay, well, I think those are uh... – okay, I'm not doing it. He's telling a story about, like, life's going to be grand and we're going to get our own place. He's dreaming. He's dreaming. It's his own private dream. But he's talking on the couch, too, isn't he? I'm confused. No, they're falling asleep on the couch. He's dreaming. Oh. Wait, are you telling me this is a dream? I'm not saying it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Right this way. He's sleepwalking. He's telling a story. Yes. Okay. We're talking. We're telling a story. 
like I, I swear to God, in the script breakdown, sort of like the Cliff's Notes or something, they called this part the dream. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Now, the boy's hungry, right? What a pain in the ass, this kid, right? <laughs> Now, what could they do to get food? What do you think, Paul? Uh, rob a bank. That, okay. They still, they still okay. have that pot. They still have... Right? So I'm thinking they can cook it. All right, let me put that on the blackboard. They could rob a bank. Who else? Show of hands. Let me see. What could they do? <laughs> I would think. Like oh, I ooh, ooh, right in there. They rob a chewing gum vending machine and get more gum. Okay, okay, good one, Michael. Good one. They rob a chalkboard that. They don't chalkboard it. First, they have to invent the vending machine, but that's okay. Um, she could sleep with a man for money. Okay, good one, Michael. Good one. Let's write that on the board here. <laughs> I was only thinking. I was thinking that. I didn't say that out loud. Look at the mirror. He just lit the match. Did you see? Yeah. So this is this is in the documentary too. They're saying that it's symbolic. The shard of the mirror and the right. The striking the match. It's her her psyche right now. That's right. And she's in despair. Look, she burns herself. Barely. Look how sad oh, she is. Come on. Wow. That's like John Skullnick's sister. <laughs> when, when she was singing that song? Yeah, bloody sad. Suicide <laughs> is painless. Suicide is painless. Suicide is painless. I was like freaked out. Sing a different verse. Yeah, he goes, then you don't sing That's the title. He was so furious. I never get old of that story. Oh, this guy's horny. Wallflower. Okay, now, I don't oh, really understand this scene. The boy is up to something. Right. And the pimp's like, get out of here, punk. It's, he's pushing him with his pimp hand. Well, the pimp hand is really for the ladies. Well, it's still strong. Speaking of the lady, she's, she's going down the steps. She's sort of wandering away, and maybe it's the pimp wanted his chance to speak with her alone. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I, I just never understood the plot, why he got pushed into the room. Like, what does it mean? I don't know. Well, he wants him to stay, you know, stay at home, hashtag. <laughs> The thing is that this was supposed to, you know, it, they wanted to leave the dredge, they leave the mud, there must be something better somewhere. And so they went to a terrible place. Right. This is when I think he's always Sternberg from Carnarcy. You would say back in 1925, audiences were like standing up in the, from their seats saying, what is this shit? Well, I don't know why they rioted. It might be the next scene with the gentleman. 
We only have one star in this whole film. Well, this movie is one star. <laughs> Did Bob Hope? Oh my God. Is it Bob Hope? Uh, it's Robin Williams. He'll he'll do anything. The man who was in it, yeah. It's um, it's James Earl Jones, the man who will take any role. It's Tommy Lee Jones, the man who will take any role. It's oh, it's Nick Cage. In the Salvation <laughs> So, huh. like I say, I don't really know what's going on here. He's alone with the boy. The girl's wandering. Right. Pimp is standing guard. I don't know what's going on. She was thinking about it. She's looking for a sign that said Jesus saves, and she found it, and now she's going home. Jesus saves at ShopRite. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I think I got funded for that campaign. Look, look, you see his face. You recognize him. He's so famous. He it's always, Will Ferrell. He always played villains, okay? And he was also famous as a sculptor. Interesting. Oh, wait. Oh, I know this one. Is it Toby uh, Mobius? I'm not asking you a question. I'm just saying this is the oh, – his name's Stuart Holmes. <laughs> Stuart Holmes. Oh, allow me to – oh, Stuart Holmes. Oh, yeah. His name was there. So, look, obviously I'm a... he's trying to buy the girl. And right. Like, she ain't no hoe. And the girl goes, let him think whatever he wants. So will the girl sell her body for sex? This might be when they rioted. Right. Maybe just maybe just kind of a leak. Now look, obviously the answer is going to be no. So he's like gives them money anyway because they're poor. But the boy refuses the money. So he gives it to the kid who says, "Thanks, Mister." Yeah, great. A hundred dollars. Guy jerks off in the hallway. Just so, did she bang you? No. <laughs> See, he still has the money. I would hide that money quickly. Now, what does he do with the money? He runs away. The boy that, or the child does? Well, not yet. I, I jumped it. Oh, yep. There he goes. Yeah. Gonna get some new parents. Slid down the stairs. That's so dangerous. Splinters in his. That's so ridiculous. Now. She turned down the sex for money. I don't know what's going on here in the scene. Uh, like what's he is upset about and what's he... It looks like he bailed as a man. Well, whoa, that was pretty cool. Nice editing. She's, she really hates the boy man. Oh, maybe not. Maybe she respects him now. You didn't do anything. 
I'm not sure. Okay, so it looks like she's softening up to him a little. Like he yeah. was offended uh -huh. getting with the offer, the what indecent proposal. He was offend offended. He's he's taking him a lot. Oh, meanwhile, it depends what he's hanging out in the other room. Well, he's strategizing. What am I going to do to get this bitch? I like that the positioning of the horn. Yeah. Yeah, symbolic. So he goes. Stranger Crane's mother. I'll take her out to the country and I'll romance her. You never take me out but to the her, country and romance her, her, her me. Get his hand. It's, is uh, his friend going to move? She's just been standing in place. Well, that's the. Oh, right. He goes, well, I can't just take her alone. I guess I have to take all you assholes, too. Yeah, right. Hello. Kramer. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what do you say we go to the country, huh? Now that your child has ran off with prostitute money. <laughs> oh, he's back. Yeah, now look what... I bought the kid pushes the pimp out of the way. He brought them food and milk. Yeah, that's so awesome. We have a funny moment of levity when he has a hard time getting the cap off. Hey, man, uh, I totally simplified that. I totally simplified oh! with that guy. It's a happy oh, ending, just like the pornos. Right. He was a genius. He was ahead of his time. So for how we're going to end this shot? They take the pimp up on his offer, and they go out to the country. Right here. Well, this is symbolic. Their putt putt mobile. And this is all painted, right? This is not a real location. This is a a, a curtain. No, 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 no. They're really in the country right now. This is not okay. shot in the studio? This is San Francisco Valley. This is not shot in the studio. Look how they're getting up onto the ledge. That sign is really ironic. The sign is real estate developers saying, buy this plot of land, we'll build you a house. Well, this is great. And this is not a dream. This is real life. This is real life. Oh, this right. Is the, the plot of the pimp to romance the girl and get her to be one of his girls. Gotcha. So. I don't believe it. He's enlisted his girl to distract the boy. This is as good a place as any to have a picnic. Yeah, just to sit down and not have a picnic. They're starving, I'm Here, sure. I mean, they ate. Hey, let's scheme in this tree. Okay, now we are going to have creeper moves. Now we're going to have, I mean, you just watch him. He's just lusting after her. When, where's the brute? He's, he, is he going to come back? No. 
He, he works at the dredge. That's right. That's the mud people. They're sun people now. They're not yet. They're on their way. They're like uh, land lovers. They're drying people. in the sun. So basically, their outing in the country was, let's just drive into a field, park there, and everyone just sort of walk around the field. They don't have a picnic. They don't have a plan. They weren't invited somewhere. This is great. They said, let's just shoot here. All right. Roll them. Roll them. Why would they be? Oh, all right. Never mind. It's, it's, it's the house. Now you lean against a tree. Good. Roll them. <laughs> Roll them. Uh, we need to check continuity. Is this the uh, same tree? No? Okay, roll up. <laughs> yeah, the whatever. You Go wanted ahead. a film in which you're the star? You got it! Roll them. Yeah, you lay roll in up. dirt here. Lay in the dirt. He, he did a lot of work that just never got released, too. Like, they just said, nah, we're not going to do it. Ah, really? The lost episode. But after these movies, he, he kind of boomed, like, people know him. I know him because it's, this is one of those movies where it's, he's a great director and we find the worst film possible and that's the right. film we watch. <laughs> that's he's, your show, man. He's, yeah, like, we did that with Billy Wilder. We watched Kiss Me Stupid. We've done that with a lot of directors that oh, are, yeah, make good movies. And, I love so, that film. That film yeah, was fun. But it, it? Yeah. Not Tony Bennett, well, was it? Dean Martin playing Dino. Yeah, right. Dino. Yeah. Dean Martin playing Dino. Yeah. No, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. It was from the 60s. Okay. Well, basically, they Dino wrote the town, and Dean Martin is a famous singer, and these guys write songs. And so they're like, let him try to sleep with your wife. Maybe he'll like our song. Yeah, great movie. Okay, now the man's going to make his move, right? But the boy wants, the, the child wants the attention of the girl. Well, the pimp will have none of that. He's busy right now. Go away, kid. You bother me. Right. Go away, kid. He, watch, he kicks him. Whoa, he pulled Wow, that kid's pretty Wow, he really, he loves being, that kid loves being, Get beat up a lot in this movie. Right, he always picks the wrong men. Now look, this is what happens oh. with Groot. So the coward is ready. The boy is ready oh, He's doing something. Damn it, I'm doing something. But remember how he did not beat up the brute? Right, he kind of just grabbed the kid and, and, and wandered off. Right, let's see what he does this time. Yeah, face up to Gee, mister. I say, good man, that's no way. What are you, a ruffian? <laughs> I'm no coward. <laughs> oh, boy. How are they going to get a ride home? Now, once again, the girl who's so judgy, she doesn't help and grab the, you know, hit the no. guy over the head. And maybe that's just culture. This is a bad idea. supposed to. 
See, the problem is that the pimp is their ride home, so if he beats the shit out of them, how's he going to get back? <laughs> they figured that out. Yeah, you can ride back. Yeah. You'll see. I like how one guy's wearing a white shirt and one guy's wearing a black shirt. Right, but our hero is in black. Yeah, and the villain is dressed in white. Yeah. Now look, he's just not backing down. I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. Pow! Crack! Now what do these cowards do? They run away! <laughs> Face down in the mud! Well, this is one big hill. Now look. The Frady Cat. Oh, yeah. You get back or you! Crack. Ouch. Pow. Looks like the pimp gloves on the other hand. Oh, how symbolic. Right by the sign. Man was only the victim. The boy was not beating him. He was conquering the harbor, the city, the mud, all the forces that had held him down, and most of his own cowardly self. Okay, if if you say so. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't. I thought he was beating up the guy, but he was beating yeah. up everything in life that held him back. You could show it in special effects, or you could just be cheap and have a title card. Black right. card. It's not a title card. It's the real estate sign. Oh. Final wallop. He's gonna fall off the cliff. Oh, he's gonna be thrown off the cliff. He Cliffhanger. His car. Now they gotta walk back. Ooh, that must have hurt. Fall into a jalopy like that. Absolutely. Those things. That was the rumbles. They just had a rumble into rumble seat. <laughs> now, Von Sturzberg does something here that no other film had ever done. They walk off into the sunset. Oh, so well, that's an interesting way to end the movie. Does that mean that the cowboy ones did that too, like uh, because of this, or it's just a good idea? Just something that, you know, they made up on their so own. No, you're right. They were big Von Stromberg fans. The silent films, not not the ones with Marlena Dietrich. Now look how weird too. Look how she's holding his hand, right? Uh, arm, yeah, arm. Right. She's holding the hand. Yeah, by side, by side. Look, a little kiss, a kiss. Wow, she's falling out. So it isn't our conditions or its environment, it's ourselves. We control our lives, which I hate that message, but there it is. Yeah. You think it's just pandering that people will leave happy? I think it's blaming the victim. I think it's not taking care of poor people and then saying to them, come on, it's up to you. Yeah, come on, it's your fate. Yeah. Yeah, no, Western movies saw that, and they said, let's end in, like, Joseph uh, Steinberg. In 1925, right. 
Well, that was uh, Joseph von Sternberg's directorial debut in 1925. Carl, what do you think of The Salvation Hunters? I don't know. I guess I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it's I say thumbs down, but I think it was good for your show with a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. What about you? Uh, Paul, what do you think of uh, this movie we just got through? Salvation Hunters. Well, I'll tell you, man. I, something I wouldn't have probably stuck all the way through. I do feel like I've accomplished something by sticking through. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that I had two uh, film noir geniuses with me, such as yourself, to keep it interesting. Well, thanks. Yeah. Well, I uh, I don't. It I thought it was a slog, okay. but it was interesting. I guess. I don't know. I I, I, I know. A lot of the aspects. So there's certain things I did like about it. I really did like that um, the costumes. I liked the lighting, even though in black and white, um, it was done really well. And uh, right. There's a few things that were really quality. It's just that I never heard of a movie about dredging. Yeah. Right. It's dredging. Yeah. Right. No, it's the first time. It, it's dredgery. <laughs> dredgery. Oh, a lot of it. Dredgeful. Well, dredgeful. I really like the elbows in this movie. I thought that they did the elbows very well. People, you know, they crooked their arms and such. And I like the leaves. Yeah. Like when you saw li- trees and such, the leaves were good. It was a good... Uh, you don't see that much. Right. Part of this, part of these films was good. I, I like the fact that the guy's car was thick. I think that's important. Well, there's a lot of positive things we could say about this movie. And now that it's over, we can never talk about it again. Uh, we are done with our movie. We are going to be back next week, uh, next Sunday. I can't find a trailer, Carl, but it is a sequel to a movie we did a couple years ago. Yes. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching Kung Fu Mahjong 2. Right. Uh, because uh, we watched the first one. We really enjoyed it. It's pulled from YouTube, but there's two other sequels. So next week, from 2005, we'll be watching Kung Fu Mahjong. Carl, how can people find you? CarlSucks.com? Correct. And listen, Kung Fu Mahjong was a very fun film. And I would, like, it's a film that I would have watched without our show. And so I'm interested to see what yeah. Kung Fu Mahjong 2 is all about. 2005, you had said. Yeah. And if this movie is actually good, then we can't watch it by default. But we'll, we'll take our risk. Maybe it's bad. But I'm looking forward to it too. Watch I enjoyed the first Paul. one. Paul, where can people I'm find sorry, you? I didn't hear you? Where can they find me? I'll wrote me at yeah. paulbrumlaw.com. You know, look up the edge of insanity and download it. Subscribe for free today on your favorite service. Yeah, <clears throat> subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to Paul's podcast. Listen to us uh, consecutively on Sundays on Mutiny Radio. And a big shout out once again, Pam Benjamin, excuse me, station manager, uh, extraordinaire. Uh, thank you for making this thing hum during these times. Thank you guys, audience, for listening. We'll be back next week. Carl, thank you. Paul, thank you. We'll see you soon.
Just to let people know, Mutiny Radio listeners, this is the podcast of a live Zoom open at four in the afternoon here all over the internet. Jordan Long has put it all together. A lot of comedians are all Zooming in this very second. You're going to be hearing all the audio of that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Coming up at 6 o'clock, same thing. Jordan's letting us use his Zoom room. So we'll be doing a joke workshop like we always used to do with everybody talking and giving comments and being respectful and helping each other out in this time of need. But uh, listen to all this fun chatter, and there's going to be an open mic super soon. For Louise and Melanie, and we'll start. That's like when you buy a new picture frame and it's already a photo inside of it. <laughs> No, that's actually me. <laughs> no, I know, I know it's actually you. That's how, that's how I look, like a brand new model. Oh, me. yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm a model, obviously. Not really. I wonder if people are going to, like, it's the host. show up, like, half an hour later because they know their spot is somewhere not <laughs> I bet you're right. I that's going to be a thing. That's why I come early so I can leave. We're still polite now. I'll probably stay because I'm completely bored. Zoom my cop. <laughs> Puppies, I resort to giving the dogs food from the fridge that I never would give them just to All get right. them inside. <sighs> my dog's so stubborn. Uh, Andre wants to go first. Just in that order? Yeah, yeah that's matter. fine. Yeah. So, am I second, or I'll just like. Yeah, I mean, it's. Late silence first. Mm, awesome. <laughs> I wore lipstick for this. Better appreciate it. Two more minutes, and then if, if Lisa's in here, we'll just start. And if I'm coughing, it's not a corona cough. It's because I smoke so much weed. Smoke. So smoke. it's totally, it's completely cigarettes and and tons of weed. It has nothing to do with coronavirus. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to get my bomb. Hold on. You, you ever get like a bad weed cough and then people just like. They all freak out. So um, yeah. four minutes, right? Each yeah, let's do four minutes. And then um, the best.
best is if you have your own like stopwatch running. Because uh, <laughs> it's still awkward to cut people off. But that would be the best if you don't, I'll cut you off. Oh, you can cut me off. I don't mind. Yeah, that happened yesterday or the day before I was on a mic and they were trying to do a light with spoons or something, but no one could hear it. And people were going on for like seven, eight minutes. And then they're like, oh, did I, did I go forever? It's like, yeah, yeah, you did. All right, Luis is here. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, guys, yeah, you know, we had nothing else to do. So who fucking cares, right? Luis is here, so right, we will exactly. start. So our first three commands all here. Uh, order is in the chat. I'll, I'll post it periodically as people come in. But, uh, all right, we're starting. Wow, <laughs> was me breaking character. Um, so crazy. Uh, does anyone else do a thing where they still like record their sets? <laughs> 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 You're like, I don't know, I did that last time just from like muscle memory, and then it was just me talking. So, well, we'll see how we do this. Uh, some of you just heard me do the exact same jokes an hour ago, so I'm gonna do them again. <laughs> uh, I think my penis is like the moon. Because it's been a while since humans have landed on it. Um, where do I want to do these things? Uh, I think, so, uh, I'm in Hong Kong now. Uh, just flew back here. So, Hong Kong is where SARS happened, uh, what was that, like, almost 20 years ago, and, uh, it's interesting, because, like, we're, like, prepared for this, you know, like, this is literally the thing that, like, killed, like, so many people in Hong Kong, and now we're here, um, I'm seeing all my old friends and stuff, and I, uh, Interesting in Hong Kong, everyone lives in apartments, you know. So I've never ever been inside a house until I was like ten, and that was like a really strange thing for me, <laughs> like just seeing a house, not an apartment. Maybe I should open with jokes, but okay. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, it was like a strange experience, like, and then like there's like a special residential neighborhood where all the houses were. I remember the first time going there, it was just, it was just crazy, but alright, find a joke here later. Um, I realized that a lot of, compared to the open mics I normally do, there are a lot more women at these mics. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's because you don't have to deal with men, so that's, uh, that's good, I'm very happy for that. Sometimes I see like female comics do their bits that like are really funny if like you're a woman, but it's just all guys being like boo boo stuff. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. This is actually a good thing. Um, there's been an increase in attacks against Asians. Set timer for four minutes thirty seconds. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, light joke. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of those attacks I was talking about. Uh, there's an increase in attacks against Asians because uh, of this thing. I think there's also an increase in people realizing that not all Asians know martial arts. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, still silver lining to everything. Uh, I'm glad there are these open mics to work on our bits because 
for the longest time I was just going on like those webcam sites and testing my material there. Um, I think it's one thing to make the cam girl laugh, but it's another thing to get one of the guys in the room to stop jerking off and say LOL. dog helps them walk into traffic a good dog or a bad dog it's a good dog i think the more depressed people are the harder that joke lands um, now's a good time to say it um i don't want to think wait oh i'm at the i'm 26 which is like the age range where i feel like I'm not sleeping on my friends' couches anymore. Like it's kind of like the transition age where you go into like guest rooms and stuff, or like book a hotel. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> so okay, let's just get like moving. Not talk to me. Uh, so up next we have John Moskowitz. Running on deck we have Dana Kelly. Uh, what's up? Thank John you for having us, Jordan. Do everyone hears me? Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, so I'm John, uh, and I just found out that Mary, Kate, and Ashley are twins and not triplets. Uh, I'm very confused about that. Uh, I consider myself the Batman of comedy uh, because, like Batman, I also am trying to overcome a lack of natural talent and using nothing but pure obsession and my parents' financial resources. Actually, uh, I'm more of the Aquaman of comedy because, uh, like Aquaman, none of you ever actually want to see me in a movie. <laughs> actually, I'm more of the Captain America of comedy. Because like Captain America, my story also could have ended in 1940s Germany. Um, I'm having it's weird because like the world's falling apart, obviously, but I'm happy. Like this is probably the best year of my life personally, uh, which feels really weird. Uh, I think the way the year is working out kind of makes sense based on how I started it. Because uh, actually, at New Year's at midnight. A girl actually uh, puked. I actually uh, puked on a girl, and uh, now she's mine. Uh, that's how that works. Uh, I know it's pretty gross, right? But uh, I didn't have to pee, and I had to claim her somehow. Getting very weird feedback there. Uh, I do. I'm now uh, staying with my girlfriend during all of this, um, and she was like, "We're just like lying down," and she's like, "You have really sensitive nipples." I was like, "Aren't nipples supposed to be sensitive?" I had no idea. She was like, well, not all guys' nipples are sensitive. I just why was that the moment that I got jealous? I was like, who are these men with their masculine nipples that can replace a tire and bring home the bacon? Nipples that will protect you in a fight. I have nice, sweet, sensitive nipples. They'll help you. They'll cry on your shoulder. Um, I feel like I could somehow... Are people have people done act outs on Zoom yet? I could do I could pull a nipple out maybe. Okay. 
No, I heard someone say there's like there's never been any pandemic that's really felt like this. That's like isolated people where you just go outside and you might catch a deadly disease. But that was just the world for most of history. If you walked outside, you might die. The idea was like it wasn't news that you're not going to be like 33. They just like assumed that you weren't going to make it to a midlife crisis. The news was about tea taxes during the <laughs> times. They didn't care that you weren't going to grow old enough to like need a like a convertible horse buggy or an overpriced powdered wig or whatever you would do in a midlife <laughs> crisis in the 1800s. Uh, I um I up in Brooklyn, never the Brooklyn that people like expect uh, when I am performing in front of people that aren't from New York. People always expect like Mafia Brooklyn or like Biggie Brooklyn, uh, but I'm from an area called Park Slope, and growing up there is kind of like growing up anywhere else, just a little different because we still had bullies. It's just they were named Axel and Jupiter. <laughs> like Jupiter would call you gay, but it was only because his moms were really upset that he was straight. <laughs> and during that time uh the uh it got really i forgot to set a timer so please just okay. let me know you're on my yeah. screen um yeah uh like is it 15 seconds just 15 time. seconds yeah. uh so uh during the that time uh 90s rap got really popular uh so we were just a bunch of these like yuppie kids that sounded like we were Nas or mob deep or something it's like yo son I did not think that I fucked with quinoa, but I fucks with it. All right. Here's the nipple act. Hey. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Uh, get up for John's nipple, everybody. It's a live Brooklyn nipple, guys. They're all over. They're all over Brooklyn. Uh, so uh, on deck, we have Luis Lopez. Now, please... Rest your attention to Jaina Kelly. Yay! Yay! Yay. Okay, so I'm gonna start this on Facebook Live too. Why not? Um, so uh, I've been quarantined, and my friend was like, "Hey, I heard you have a Nintendo Switch. Are you gonna sell it?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> and uh, her, her daughter really wanted it, so now I'm using it as my stand. Like, Set my stuff up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, have you guys ever heard of uh, Gru? Gru from Despicable oh, yeah. Me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Feedback. Come on. Um, so, <laughs> Gru has this little uh, army, and uh, when one of them gets too close to the campfire, um, they actually become a filet a mignon. <laughs> and you can have a mini marshmallow. <laughs> it's kind of yellow, so I don't know. But um, anyways, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Have you have you guys heard of the Greek goddess Athena? Yeah. Yeah. It's goddess of love, right? I'm trying to get your mind off of this quarantine crap. So um. The great goddess Athena uh, fell in love with a Latin lover, of course, and they get married and have a baby, and they decide to name the baby something um, that's both in her um, realm and his. So they name him Pisa Pan, 
P I G A pan. <laughs> <laughs> jokes and try them on everybody uh, it was super cool um and i'd get paid all the discussions with the russians but they still went ahead and beat all the plans now up to the u.s and when people got in the car i would tell them hey um my first baby in this car yesterday and they're like really <laughs> like, did you clean the car <laughs> are starting to be a thing, right? People say they're therapeutic. Uh, I think at that point, you should just go to therapy, right? <laughs> if your life is so stressful that you're aggressing to coloring inside lines again, you should probably get help, not buy Crayola. Like, get your things together. I think someone addicted to PCP has a better chance of adapting to society than someone with a full coloring book. A full, mm -hmm. dude, you did flip the page one day and say, you know what? Maybe I don't need to color this realistic train Maybe that's not what I need to do right now. Those are the things that should be on your mind. Hold on. Oh, um, I guess parents are getting adult ones to help their kids. So
so they can, you know, get ahead of the curve and help their mental development. I'm glad someone finally found out the secret to success, right? Not a lot of people know this, but Elon Musk could color like a badass when he was three years old. Fifth grade level. It's quite amazing. There we go. All right. This all sucks. Right. I, um, I don't have any kids, um, but I wouldn't hit like my imaginary kids, right? I would hit my real ones, but my fake ones, they can be, they'll be safe. I, uh, I know. I don't get how people say like, oh, I don't understand how no, how anybody could hit a child. I'm like, I get it, right? There are people that kill people. You don't think you can throw a toddler for some reason? It's totally within reason, right? I think it's reasonable because like, a lot. I think a lot of people, like mostly men, right, at one point like fantasize about being like a boxer or like an MMA fighter, right? Like you watch Rocky, you shadow box in the bathroom, you get out of breath, you get embarrassed, you stop, right? But even when you do fantasize about that you're never losing a fight you know it's usually pretty unanimous one-sided <laughs> thing i think that's why they hit their kids it's just a one-sided amateur <laughs> boxing match all right stuff is moving along i um i'm trying to learn chinese uh but it's hard right uh i think the the, the hardest part about learning chinese isn't actually like the characters because like there's tricks to it right like uh like house in Chinese looks like a small house, uh, but so does dog, and so does moon. A lot of things look like tiny houses, but the letters <laughs> aren't the hardest thing. <laughs> I think the hardest thing is practicing speaking them, right? Because if you're not Asian and you're practicing Chinese, you just look like an asshole. <laughs> like no one ever sees a white guy walking down the street saying something that sounds Asian and going, oh, that guy knows what he's talking about. No, everyone's like, oh, that guy is racist. That guy should be stopped. That's why I respect white people who can speak Chinese and white people who can get away with saying the N-word, right? Because at both points, they've each had to go, all right, let's try this for real. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't like that one, despite what the people say. Um, Kids, that was fine. Learning Chinese, that was fine. Somebody through uh, through a friend of a friend, right? Like their friend introduced them to somebody. I think that's really tricky, right? Because I like my friends, but I don't like every part of them. You know, like what part of Greg, what part of his life knows this girl? Is it like Greg that's smart and went to law school, or is it Greg that's stupid and in cocaine for five years in law school? Right? Like there's different sides to my friends. I want to know about, <laughs> but you can usually figure it out, right? Like on the first date, you can figure it out pretty fast. Like, oh, oh, you're fighting with your mom? Oh, that's normal, right? Maybe Greg met you at the library. Who knows? But if it's like, oh, you're fighting with your mom? Oh no, oh, you're fist fighting your mom tomorrow? Ah, that's that's a cocaine relationship I've ever seen. It's right. <laughs> Greg didn't meet you at Barnes and Noble. He met you doing coke and off a dolphin in Miami. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's see. What do I have? Like, oh, am I done? Yeah, you're done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, buddy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude, Chinese is like, like an impossibly. The hardest part of Chinese is actually all of it. Like, think <laughs> <laughs> about how many like smart Chinese Americans you know that like get into like Harvard and Stanford and all that shit, and a lot of them still can't actually like read and write Chinese. That's how hard it is. Mm -hmm. When I see like Mexicans who like 
don't speak Spanish that well. I'm like, dude, like, come on. Like, Spanish is so easy compared to Chinese. You're slacking. Um, all right, that's my personal rant. Okay, so uh, on deck, we have Seth Chavez, but for now, let's talk the Rattlers and Q's. All right, Melanie's next. Hey, guys. Um, woo. Um, I'm Melanie, and uh, hello, hi, Buck. I think that I could probably be old enough to be your mom, except for Buck. I'm not old enough yeah. To be <laughs> so, yeah, I'm proud to be here. Um, let's see, I turned to, uh, Saturday's my birthday, being in quarantine. Yay. I'll be 48. <laughs> So I, Happy you know, birthday! Oh, thank you, thank you. The older you get, the more it's like another day, right, Buck? <laughs> so I was going through some crap, you know how you're cleaning and quarantine. I found my diary, so I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to the Judy Bloom diary. I don't know if any of you. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> oh, classic! <laughs> yeah. You know Judy Bloom. This was Judy Bloom. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was pretty. Uh, this is 1984. So this is my inside of my diary. Okay, yeah, look at this. And I crossed off the heart. Melanie uh -huh. loved. <laughs> Never. Crossed it off. Melanie loved all. Never <laughs> I was so sophisticated, and I thought that everybody will want this diary if I were to die in youth. You know, I, I, I left it to somebody if I were to die. It's like, so far, I'm not dying. So, do you want to hear some uh, 1984? How old was I? 13? Oh, my God. 11? Yeah. I want to hear it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Let's go. <laughs> so, to my parents, I leave you this diary if I die before this. <laughs> or to my children, if I ever get to meet children. I don't know, Buck. Do you think you, you want your children's diary if you, you know? What do you think? I, I never had kids. <laughs> Me neither. I'm sorry. I shouldn't assume. I don't have okay. that. My dog wouldn't even want to chew on this diary. I never did that. I never <laughs> yeah. And I said, like, what kid would want their parents or grandparents' diary? I never had kids. My dog doesn't even want to chew them. So only to those people I leave this diary or else I will haunt you when you die for the rest of your life. See that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it says, let's see. So I would always write Dear Judy like she was listening. I don't know. May 20th, 1984. Dear Judy, yesterday I danced with Ralph Jalot. It was at the YMCA dance. I'm going out with him. You know what it means to go out with somebody in seventh grade? What does that mean? Right? Fingering. <laughs> 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 I thought you said fingering. Okay, no, no, that was not happening. Um, said, if he puts his hands below your belt when you dance with him, he likes you a lot. And guess what? He did that the second time I danced. Just putting his hands beneath my belt, not inside my pants. That was really innocent. Uh, I danced with him, but then he went off and danced with another girl. Mm. I know, I know. I know, Julian, come on. Bad. Because that's okay, though. He said that she's a friend he met in the hospital. 
like, oh, you better be in the hospital meeting room. And that's about it. Apparently, uh, Ralph's not here in the hospital. And I understand, Judy, it's okay for him to have friends in the hospital. But if that girl likes you, I will kick her ass. <laughs> <laughs> because I love him. Actually, his name is Ralph. Your pal, Melanie Gelati. So real quick, Jordan, just I'll end on this. You yeah. want to know what happened to Ralph Gelati? What happened? He is the biggest troll on Facebook. Trump's supporter, and I've had to block him. I almost let him grab your pussy. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't even know I had a pussy back then, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, seventh grade, I thought I was just like Barbie, okay? Nothing's there. <laughs> Take care. All right. Good for Melanie, everybody. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Melanie. Good job. I really like if you are at their homes and just like the show like random stuff they have like it's like the only time <laughs> pop comedy is like okay you know this is the only time pop comedy is okay. like, 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 this is me being cute when I was a kid like this is <laughs> 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 all this on stage I'd be like a hack you know so yeah <laughs> All right. Uh, on set, we have Gary Hughes. Uh, give it up for Seth Chavez, everybody. Thank you. You can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I uh, I'm from Austin. Uh, I think it's uh, it's been crazy here. Um, going to the grocery store, like all the vegan shit went first. <laughs> and then that's hilarious that came to toilet paper i don't know if uh there's any coincidence there but um yeah um so how lame would it be to just have the regular flu right now right? <laughs> like a real idiot um well, Dr. Fauci can get it. That adorable little Jewish leprechaun guy that comes out and kisses us. That might sound a little tame for some, you know, this guy, but to us sapiosexuals, that's like the only premium account we need is hearing this guy talk. He's like a Bernie Sanders with a more gravelly voice. Like, you gotta see him. Google it. I'm sure you've already seen him enough, but he's awesome. So, I think that was a perfect time for my um, invention idea. I think so. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think, um, you know, I bet that boyfriends that made their girlfriends get rid of their premium accounts feel really stupid right about now. And, um, but you know that, like, uh, 
you know, there's at least like one boyfriend that like, you know, is really struggling right now and he's quarantined with his girlfriend and, you know, he just like, I imagine him like opening the chest where he like hid the webcam and he picks it up and he offered it to his girlfriend. He's like, come on, baby, like, you know, we got to do it one last job. Hmm. Do that one more time. Um, you know, I thought it was embarrassing telling my mom I did stand up in front of a live audience. <laughs> She'd be very disappointed. Um, I think what's really cool about this open mic is that you can smoke crack at this one. Unlike a lot of open mics, they, they're very judgmental. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I think I'll end on a few bus stories. I, I ride the bus a lot, not anymore, but um, I there's a few things that have happened to me on the bus before that I really thought were amazing experiences. Like I like the story of how my girlfriend and I met, but I once saw an entire relationship progress from like strangers to couple on a bus. At the end, they were making out. And I just, I wish we had that, you know? At a time similar, but this dude was like, he was ahead of his time, I guess. He was like, like, webcamming this girl. And he was like, Get a psychotic reaction. I gotta be like a crack addict for love. Maybe we all should. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Seth, and his uh, dangling houseplant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for him. That is funny. So the first plant has an open mic, too. Uh, <laughs> all right, on deck we have Andre Ricks. Who's... Oh, yeah, you're here with... Okay, you're the person with two people. Okay, uh, give it up for Gary Salona. <laughs> All right, new cool. name for you. <laughs> I have to change that. I got to figure out how to change that. I don't know how. Um, hey, guys. You guys know I'm old enough to be all of your cousins. You know <laughs> Be all of your cousins. I hate when people say stuff like that. I'm like, okay, so you're old enough to be my mom. All right, what's your point? Um, okay, you're old. You're older than me. Or people do stuff like that. Like everybody put their left hand up to the screen, right? And I want you to try to move your pinky without moving any of your other fingers. On gallery view, guys. Look yeah, you know, wear body. But yeah, wear body stuff like that. Yeah, I see you guys. Yeah, yeah I see you people. <laughs> hey, what? hey, Shereni doing it. See on it. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I started with that. Uh, <laughs> I work at a coffee shop, and uh, every time I, I, I always bag on younger people. I hate younger people coming and buy coffee because it's something I just didn't do when I grew up. I, I never hung out at coffee shops. It just wasn't a thing. So every time they get their coffee, I always say, better than Adderall, huh? <laughs> and they just leave. Um, that's one of the things I say to them. I, I, uh, <laughs> people don't respect my kink. Like, like, 